Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. Hello, ABG friends or listeners of the podcast. This is a very special episode. So we started this podcast in 2017. We were just having fun. Three girlfriends with corporate jobs sitting around a table, often late at night, drinking wine and sharing our conversations about our experiences as Asian American women with the internet. Now, five years later in 2022, we are still here and we have evolved. We've evolved as a team, as a company, as a community, and as individuals. One of our favorite ways to celebrate wins is to reflect on how we got here. So that's what we plan on doing today. First, a big shout out to you, our listeners, for making this community happen and lending us your attention and open mind for each episode, each newsletter, and each social post. They say teamwork makes the dream work, but we'd like to make an edit. Community and teamwork is what makes the dream work. Am I right? (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So on today's episode, since this is a five-year ABG anniversary episode where we're going to talk about all things ABG, I want us to start by giving our listeners a brief overview of how we've grown over the years. But later on, I want us to focus also on how we have grown as individuals, as entrepreneurs, as friends, and as people. So ladies, to start off, for all my number-loving people out there, let's hit them with some stats. Yes, finance chair. I'll go first. I'm like the non, I'm the most non-number person on this team. Actually, that's not true. Um, Okay, so as of today, we have 184 episodes? 184? 185? Wow, I I can't count, obviously. Um, This is not including the mini shows that we just launched. Uh, We have 85 videos on YouTube. Yes, I legit counted one by one. And according to Janet's latest media kit, we have 7.6 million downloads to date. 
Damn. It's a lot when you say that. that, 7.6 million. (laughs) And I had this moment when I was listing out the numbers. I think it's good for us to remember that there are real people behind these numeric numbers that chose for the last five years to click and download and really include us in their daily and weekly routine. Which I think sometimes, even for myself, I really need to take a pause and really appreciate, like, there's people behind these numbers, you know? I I know now that we're operating as a business, it's easy to look at the numbers and be like, how are we doing? Like, what do we need to change? And make those, like, I guess, strategic decisions. But at the end of the day, these are humans behind, I don't know, these numbers. I think that's really cool. Yeah. That is definitely a huge part of what excites me about what we do. And in addition to a lot of the numbers that we just shared, we've also grown a lot as a brand overall and individually. So as many of you may know, we started our mini shows. Now we are releasing twice a week. That's a huge thing for us. You know, it's a very big lift to be able to take what we've done and replicate it a couple more times. So that's been big for us as a team. And as a company, we've also grown from the three of us sitting at a kitchen table Back in 2017, now five years later to nine people. Amazing women with varied backgrounds and skills in their respective careers. And individually, those of you who follow Helen may have seen that she recently took a trip out to Singapore with Love Bonito as the U.S. ambassador, which we're incredibly proud of her for. And Miss Melody Chang also recently moderated Nikki Zafania's LA album release party. So we've been so fortunate to be able to be a part of the different events that have been happening and use ABG as a platform to help continue highlighting other individuals' amazing work as well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the topic of our business, I would love to hear one episode or interview that you both still think about to this day. Maybe you can briefly talk about it and why why is it your favorite so okay honestly just preparing for this episode i knew i had to like mentally prepare myself for all these like kind of reflective questions and i will say for this one it kind of changes depending on like my my headspace and i think since this one's reflecting on everything i have two that come to mind the first one is actually episode three wax on wax off and i don't know if you guys remember this the ladies but I remember we were recording at the old Wang Fu office, and at that time, Phil and Kihong were both there. I think since we were just starting out, we felt like we needed more support, which Phil and Kihong were there for, to kind of help guide us along, help produce the episode. But I remember after that recording, Kihong said to us, he was like, there's no adjustments I would give. He was like, that's a really fun conversation. It was super interesting. I feel like I learned a lot about waxing from a woman's perspective. And I remember hearing that I felt like kind of accomplished and very like this is the beginning of us really taking the reins of our content and feeling as if we may have something like here. And I remember feeling really proud because this is really early on. Um, The next one I think about is episode 35 is questions to fall in love. Um, I don't know why this recording session popped up in my head. I just remember when we recorded this, it was during our first retreat. And we're still working our full-time jobs. And we made it a thing to go on this, like, staycation. This is, like, our first one. And make sure and ensure that weekend was about ABG. And keep in mind, like, I think now it's kind of hard because every day is ABG. But back then, it wasn't like that. We were working. So we like, had to set intentional time to, like, really fit in the recordings, make sure we're on, like, on track. And I have this very distinct memory because... I think for this episode specifically, I didn't expect to feel like this level of vulnerability and realness of my own feelings. 
Because I remember one of the questions that was asked was like, what is your worst memory? And my emotions just went there. And we're crying on the floor because I was, my station of recording is on the floor while you guys are on the bed. We change up, you know, every now and then. But I think all three of us feel this way to some degree. But for me, as much as I'm really emotional, there's a level of wanting to have control over your feelings. But I think one thing I learned through that recording and many others after is like the beauty of podcasting is that, you know, this is a very intimate space where people really appreciate just raw and real everything. So those are two podcast episodes that really just like stick out for me in this moment in time. Um, How about you too? Oh my gosh, Mel. Listening to you recount the experience of recording episode 35, which was the part one to 36 questions to fall in love. And we actually continued that in episode 37. So there's two episodes, um, like two hours, basically. That means of us having that really deep and intimate conversation. Um, And those two episodes were the ones that I also identified. It was Mm -hmm. hard to choose because we've had so many. Like now it's like almost 200, right? And I'm like, is it a guest? Is it whatever? Kind of to the point that you made those two episodes really capture a lot of, I think, the essence of why what we do is so powerful and why podcasting as a medium works Mm. so well. Just in a two-hour span, we were able to get so much more intimate and so much closer as not only like co-workers, but most, you know, Mm -hmm. as friends because you're talking about very personal experiences. So that, those two episodes, 35 and 37, um, are the ones that stick out to me today and mostly because I love the experience of creating Mm. them. What are the chances that you both picked the exact same episode? (laughs) Crazy. Also, my AC just turned on. If you hear it, I don't care. It's really hot today. All right. Well, the one that I've been thinking about. So, I mean, I I try to first think about the ones that we've interviewed. And we've interviewed so many inspirational people that it was really hard to choose just one. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to share one interview one and one that we recorded with just us three. The interview that comes to mind for me in this moment of time is the one we did with my girl from my hometown of Boston. Sarah Nguyen. It was episode 116. And honestly, it just felt so easy talking to and interviewing Mm. her. Literally, she is so genuine and authentic and true to who she is and such a literal boss. She's the founder of Win Coffee Supply. And she is just like killing it in the coffee industry right now. What she's doing, for those of you who haven't heard the episode, is bringing to the forefront Vietnamese coffee while factoring in diversity, inclusion, and sustainability throughout the supply chain. And I think that's the type of real transparency and movement and shaking that the coffee industry needs. And the fact that that's being done by a friend from my hometown, an Asian woman, a daughter of Vietnamese refugees, and someone who just deserves all the success in the world is just... That was a very inspirational episode for me. And I loved all of the positive vibes and the words of wisdom that she dropped for us as listeners also. So that one was definitely one of my favorites. Um, The other episode that came to mind where it's just us three. And it's funny that you mentioned that one, Mel, because I will finally stop saying that I love the waxing episode, even though I do. I feel like that was like (laughs) always the number one for me. It will always be forever in like the Hall of Fame of episodes for us. I'm like, damn, I remember it was like episode 100 and I still went back to number three. Like, did we peak? (laughs) Did we peak too early? (laughs) But another one for me was the future self journaling episode. 
episode 149. Because oh. I, yeah, I remember, Mel, when you first brought up that topic, I was kind of hesitant to do the exercise and put it out there on the pod because I think it's really vulnerable for one to put your ideal vision of yourself out there for all to hear, especially if you yourself haven't taken the time to envision that life for you yet. But I think after doing the exercise and recording the episode, it's like, who cares? Mm. You know, mm. like, I don't even remember what I wrote anymore. I don't know if anyone else out there does. But it. I think the takeaway from that episode was that future self-journaling is a really good cathartic exercise. It makes you really think deeply about where you are today and where you want to be. And I am a deep believer of manifestation. So I can see how daily exercise of some form of future self-journaling can be really beneficial for for anyone out there listening right now wanting to achieve a certain reality for yourselves i also loved hearing mel and janet your ideal days like that was just a really fun episode Mm -hmm. to record because mel mel always be looking out to her left and there's like bright ass sun on her face (laughs) (laughs) she woke up at 8 a.m like 20 times i know that's why it was your favorite because i remember we heard janet that was also yes yes so i remember janet was like super had this beautiful writing we're like wow and it's like okay my turn i'm gonna try to mimic this I did not sound like Janet. <laughs> I woke up. It's 8 a.m. Turned to my left. There's sun. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, one thing I realized after kind of like thinking through our favorite questions, our favorite podcast episodes, I think this, maybe for me, I feel this answer is actually very special amongst the three of us because I realized when we have a very fun and kind of like safe space type of recording session, it ends up being a run of our favorite episodes. Because I think when we think Mm -hmm. about the recording or the episode comes out, we always think about the recording session. Like, how do we feel? How was it for us? And I feel like all the ones we kind of mentioned were all like, I feel like I learned to quote unquote fall in love with you guys more, you know, as friends. And I feel like Mm. I like when we have sessions, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just a reminder of like, oh, yeah, we are friends at the end of the day. Like, this is why we're doing this. Like, we're not business partner podcast. Like, that's not our number one relationship (laughs) or title we associate with each other. It's more like, oh, no, we're actually friends. Um, So that's one thing, a common thread I was noticing amongst our favorite um, episodes. Um, But speaking on reflection and looking back at our favorite episodes, you know, we have to think about the last five years. And I do think we share a lot about kind of our identity changes or things that we have learned, right, about ourselves on the pod. So for the both of you, can you guys describe a moment, you know, recently or within the last five years that led to a deeper understanding of yourself? And Janet, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. So, I mean, so much has happened and changed in five years. Um, And for me, it's not so much a moment as, I mean, there was a catalyst moment, but mostly I feel like the parts that really impacted my personal change and understanding of myself happened over the course of like the months and the years that followed. But for me, it is really going full-time into ABG. Like, was it really the next day, that moment? It was different? No. <laughs> but it was, you know, the, the year that followed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just for me personally, for so much of my life, I had focused so much on my career and had coveted my career. I, you know, was looking for like the perfect job and um, always trying to like figure out a way to um, to be able to contribute to the world and like what I did and feel good about what I was doing, um, but also be able to like, you know, sustain myself financially. And I just had never imagined that I would be able to have this amount of like 
freedom and creativity um, to, to do something like this and for it to become my livelihood. And that really completely turned upside down like the things that I'm looking for out of my career too. Because, you know, at, with UX design, I had really started just focusing on like I have my job and then I have Janet as a personality, as a life outside of that to do things that are meaningful to me. Um, and now they're combined. And that's just something that is... Um, it's completely wild and I feel like if you had told me when I was like 11 or 10 that this is something I'd be doing, I would not not believe you. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's a moment for me. How about you, Helen? I also want to say that there wasn't a particular moment for me. I think being a part of ABG, having founded this company with you ladies, all of this, as you're sort of saying, Jay, has led us to a deeper understanding of ourselves. And I think about this actually very often. When I was working in my corporate job, it sounds crazy, but people who are even now out there listening, working at jobs that take up so much of their lives from the moment they wake up right up to the moment they go to bed with only breaks in for like dinner, maybe an hour at the gym. I mean, you all will understand this. And especially if you have kids too, there's very little time truly for yourself for you to even like think about yourself. Even if you're in the gym, you're taking care of yourself physically and getting your muscles moving after sitting at your computer desk all day, but are you ever carving out time to exercise your mental health? I think it's more important than you might think to to do that. Because I remember when we first started recording episodes for ABG, we'd have outlines for episodes and prompts that were like, what is your greatest fear? And I would just sit there at 1am on my laptop after all my work was done because this was a passion project. It was a side hustle. It was something that I had to carve out time for. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, huh, like I have never asked myself this question before. And it really got me thinking that without these prompts, Mm. I didn't ask myself many questions. I was kind of robotic in my ways of going about in my day-to-day, just doing the best that I could to execute. I was like an executor, not an executioner, because that's, that's, that's something completely different, but I was just executing, you know, killing it at my work. And let's take that part out, that's funny. The, the killing now it at my work part. Funny. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we added a, a boom boom. <laughs> And one year into ABG, I remember I had another moment where I went, huh, this past year, one year of ABG, I've learned more about myself than I have the past 10 years combined. Like, what does that say about the mental state that I was in? What does that say about what I prioritize, you know? And to be honest, it, at first it felt weirdly selfish to be spending the time that we were to think about ourselves and think deeply Mm. about these questions for these podcast recordings and what our hopes and dreams were when I could have spent that time volunteering or could have spent that time helping out a friend or doing something else. But honestly, I feel like you can't show up for other people and be the best version of yourself without filling up your tank first. And you hear that so often. But I really do believe that when you give yourself that compassion, understanding of yourself, then you can really give that compassion to others in a more magnified way and coming from a more genuine place. So I would say that all of these past five years, it wasn't wasn't a one singular moment, but all of these past five years has led me to a deeper understanding of myself, Mm. um, more so than I think I've ever experienced in all of my life. So that's something that I really appreciate ABG and both of you ladies for. 
Aww. Yeah, the, you guys, you both gave really great answers. I feel like whenever you say something, it jogs a memory. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Because we actually get asked this question during our speaking events. And I I remember thinking, like, we would always joke around and say, like, ABG recordings ultimately feel like a therapy session for all of us because, like, we're asking ourselves these questions and we're like, well, shit. It's kind of like even with this episode, I'm like, <laughs> I literally told myself, like, I need to listen to the right music to get myself mentally, like, ready because you're because you're going to be reflecting yeah. and really processing all the feelings you felt in the last five years. And that's a lot of growth and changes that happened. Um, for me, I did list out some moments. I, I have two things. I've had a lot of two stuff going on today. I think one thing I recognize and something I don't like to admit because it's just weird. It's, I guess, like call yourself like strong or whatever. But I think a realization I had is that one, I feel like I'm stronger and more resilient than I think I actually am. Um, mm-hmm. I think about that moment right before I made that decision to go to ABG full time. I was like in the meeting room at my job at Jubilee with Jason and he was saying that, you know, hey, mate, hey, Mel, maybe this is a time for you to take that leap of faith with ABG. And, you know, like deep down, I was like very excited about this opportunity. I was also very scared, like really scared because I'm just like my job security is going to go out the window. And I hated the feeling of the unknown. I honestly chose to be in the corporate, you know, industry or I joined corporate because I wanted the stability and I didn't want to be broke because that's where I was when I started in media. So I know not having financial security as someone that experienced this for years was a place I didn't want to go back to whatsoever. So that was like, I was like, "Mm, been in this, been in that place, didn't feel good. Why would I want to go back there? And I think I remember Jason just reminded me saying like, you know, I was able to get through that moment in time and land somewhere where I was like at that job and be very proud of where I came from. And he was like, you can do this again. You literally just did it. And I think that whole situation was proof that I, I did do it. And like, I think with ABG the last two years, when, is it two years been full time now? Yeah. I think for me, this like just whole experience kind of, again, it, it, it's proving to me that I can, I can take myself to the next level. And I, I am strong and I am resilient and I will always find a solution kind of thing. So I'm like, there's nothing really much to fear. Mm. The second thing, I will say it's just an overall experience and kind of like what you all, you both are saying. Um, I feel like the podcast has taught me that the gray zone and transitions and transitional periods don't really end or like it's not a one and done kind of thing. And I remember when we recorded the gray zone, I'm just like, okay, we're done. Like, that was it. Like, that's going to be our transition episode. And we're like, we're good. But I think, you know, living life with you both as friends and as co-hosts, Seeing all of us and our friends go through new jobs, new relationships, new new ages, new chapters of our lives, new family members, I feel like I'm realizing that change is really inevitable. And I know we hear this all the, all the time, but it's like really true. And I think, I feel like through expressing our feelings and experiences and emotions through the podcast, I feel like I've learned through you both. And I found ways to cope and continue to build up tools to deal with these like uncertainty and like unknown feelings and moments. I feel like it's kind of like I might have like a one thing that one thing that I learned more about myself, but it was all through accumulation of experiences and events that had led me to like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. So, yeah, those are some things that I learned about myself throughout the years. That was really powerful, Mel. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen the strength um, and the growth from you. And I think we've all felt it individually as well. And very much the way that you described is there's 
been moments for all of us, I'm sure, through this past five years where we had, you know, times of doubt Mm -hmm. or like, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this? Can we do this? Mm -hmm. Um, And we're still here. (laughs) Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's reflect now on five years ago, what were your aspirations at that time? And then now five years forward in present day, what are your aspirations? Um, And that can be personal, professional. Are they different? Are they similar? Wow, this question. Um, Professionally and personally, I think my life has shifted 180 turned 180, not shifted, turned 180 in the past five years. I think professionally, no, not I think, I know professionally I was working in a very buttoned up partner track type environment, climbing the corporate ladder and feeling very much like a cog in a very large machine. And even though I learned so much from that job and developed a very keen business mindset from the job, personally, I was not fulfilled. I knew I was missing something in my life. I would, you know, look at the partners at my firm, which would have been the trajectory of where I'd end up if I were successful professionally at that firm. And I just had no flutter in my heart desire to be where those partners were. Give or take maybe like one or two in different departments that weren't my own, but I knew that my heart just wasn't in it, you know? And I would journal, I would angrily journal to myself about why I couldn't figure out what it was that I wanted to do with my life and if I was just wasting my time and I would be angry. And I knew that if I had known what it was, I would go pursue that thing wholeheartedly. Like if I was guaranteed success, I would quit my job the next day, right? But I lived with so much fear and internal anger that my life's mission, as woo-woo as that sounds, wasn't what I was doing. And it, it just made me really sad. Fast forward to five years later, oh my God, like I feel very grateful grateful that i'm here now it just feels like the shackles are Mm. off and i feel very free honestly i couldn't imagine myself doing anything else i've done the eternal work i feel challenged with the work that we're doing i feel fulfilled 
my aspirations are no longer so narrowly focused. And I didn't realize that it was so narrowly focused before, but so narrowly focused on that one singular partner track. It's like now I can build something much bigger than myself that benefits not just myself, but the community. And I am just so much more invested in this path and this journey and these aspirations. And I think that's all that angry Helen journaling to herself even just five years ago that's all that she and I ever wanted and I think it's so so cool that we ended up here honestly like so much can happen in five years I hope that my little story that I just shared here does give some inspiration to someone out there who's angrily journaling to themselves right now you know give yourself grace and keep your doors open for opportunities that come along a lot can change in five years but um my I don't know if I answered a question, but my aspirations are very different now. <laughs> or I guess the place that I'm at is very different now. Yeah. I I want to... Can I ask you a follow-up question? Yeah. I want to hear more of your personal aspirations. That's true. I only I only mentioned professional, huh? Well, but but it's, I think, because what you, you mentioned your profession has evolved in a way now where you feel personally connected to it. Yeah. I think, right? I think personally... I don't know what my aspiration. I think mm. my personal aspirations were very much tied to my professional. It's like if I were able to get to that partner level professionally, yes, I would have been successful. But I think personally, I also set goals for myself that, oh, look, there aren't enough Asian female mm. partners mm. up there. So that was also like a personal goal of mine to become that person so that I could also inspire, affect people that were like me trying to climb the ladder. So that was my, my personal and professional goals. And I think it's one of those things where when they're so aligned and you can't separate the two, that's also like a recipe for disaster because I could not separate mm. my own personal aspirations for myself. I didn't know what they were. They were just too tied, too tied to my professional. Versus now, I feel like with ABG, I, I think that is the same issue, but it's different. Mm-hmm. It's like it's done in a much more fulfilled way both professionally and personally and I don't feel that like aching feeling of this doesn't feel right like this this feels right so that's good yeah I I love hearing you recount that because I I think we both struggled with similar things and ended up in similar places but had completely different paths to getting there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so everything you're saying about really tying your you know identity to your profession the personal and the professional being together that was I resonate with that so hard. Um, and yeah, it is, it is actually really trippy to think your life really has flipped 180 in five years. Like it is so different. It's That's so, so much change to go mm-hmm. through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same for both of you. Your lives have changed completely too. How about for you, Mel? How are your aspirations similar or different now compared to five years ago? Hmm. Okay, so when we started ABG, I was 26 years old. Dang, so oh my god. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, That's a baby. Well, I was in my I know, I was in my mid-20s and it feels like I'm the same but not. Um I think similarly to how I was, you know, 5 years ago, I feel like I am still seeking to build onto the next level of my personal life. Like um for example, like back then I wanted to date and find the right person. I still want to achieve that level of you know, I still want to, you know, make sure I'm like progressing along there. I think also similarly, I still want to achieve this level of self-growth and feel like my work has impact. The difference I will say that I feel now than I did before is that I'm focused on wanting to achieve a level of peace and not caring as much for the external stuff. 
I feel like we used to go out all the time and maybe I cared more about going to certain events. Not saying I don't care for this still, I do, but I care a little bit less about that. I think I'm really thinking about balance also um, because I am in the mindset that I feel like I'm about to embark on the next chapter of my life very soon. And that for me is going to be like partnership and family. So with that in mind, like, I think the things I'm seeking are a little bit different. Uh, it makes me also think about a conversation we were having. I think Helen was at this like a uh, this uh, gathering, or she was uh, hanging out with her other friends, and you guys were talking about would you rather have would you if you had to choose, would you choose impact or happiness? Was that right? Mm-hmm. It was. Um, it was. Would you rather have a happy or meaningful life? Okay, so I think when you asked us this question. And you didn't give us your answer yet. I, for some reason, was leaning towards happiness. And I think my younger self five years ago would immediately immediately say meaningful. And I think it's because I, you know, there's a little bit of like, um, I don't want to say like ignorance is bliss, but like when you're just so, when you're simple minded and you're just leaving, living within your own silo and you're and like doing the simple things, you're happy. You're not worrying about the other things. So I think having a meaningful life, which is very fulfilling, Meaningful doesn't also doesn't always equate to happiness. And so for me, I think I just feel like maybe I'm getting preparing myself for the next chapter. I'm like, I just want to be happy ultimately. Um, and I don't want to try so hard for things that might hurt me. I don't know why I also I automatically associate with hurt. But yeah, I don't know why. Just is something I something I was, I was thinking about. I was like, oh wow, mm. my my shift my mindset has shifted somewhat. But it's also how you position this question, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you both want to share your answers to this question or if you feel like you flipped also. That is or not? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually listening to you. I mean, I guess like my main takeaway is yeah, your your priorities or what you value more has changed. It has flipped in the last five years. I would say for me, I would have answered that question five years ago as probably pursuing meaning, and I, I still would answer it that way. Um, I don't, that's like maybe the way I'm interpreting it. Like I've always felt that, at least when I, what I've observed of the people in my life, that when there is a sense of purpose or they know exactly why they're doing what they're doing, no matter what the experience is, what their circumstance, mm-hmm. they seem to have a deep level of peace and satisfaction. So, um, I feel like that's and and maybe some of some of it just yeah that that's just always like really drawn me. Mm. Honestly, I feel like for this question we can have a complete like yeah. <laughs> episode for it. I've asked this question now. Actually, the the question came from our good friend Stephen Lim, um, and we were drunkly talking, and this was like this got like so deep. But I've asked many people this question since, and it's funny because I think it's like fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people choose, and it's it gets very much about yeah, the yeah. details of it. It's like oh, like does that mean you if you choose happiness, then you have no mm. meaning, or you know if you choose meaning, you're not happy, and it's like well, it's leaning more towards one right. or the other mm-hmm. i think is how you would pose the question to avoid all of the people who want to yeah. pick holes in it but for me i i also um like mel i think i would choose happiness and if you had asked me that yeah like 
before giving birth to my son. Maybe it would have been meaning because I think most of my life, you know, angry Helen journaling and trying to figure out what your passions are, what is your purpose on this earth. I was very much looking for that. And because that was my one goal to figure it out, I was driven by meaning and purpose. And I think Mm. now with ABG and where I am in my life um, with my family, it's like, okay, I think I've achieved part of that meaning. I don't think I've fully... Mm -hmm gotten there yet or fulfilled that my potential for that but now i strive for peace and happiness more so than meaning of course i want both yeah but on my on my deathbed i think i would want to just be happy and at peace and i think this question can get very much like religious and you know afterlife and all of that but You know, that's why this is a very good question. And I'm curious for all the listeners out there what you would choose, happiness or meaning. Helen, you're so right. I feel like we could do a whole episode on this because I'm like, I have like so many answers and hypotheticals I just want to share. But we'll save that for a different different time. (laughs) (laughs) Janet, like, yeah, love to hear. What are your differences? Yeah. So we just heard from you when you were 26 when we started. I was 32. I was 32 when we started ABG, and now I'm 37. And when I reflect back to five years ago, I had just hit my stride in my UX career. I had recently moved into and bought um, my downtown apartment, and I was you know, really starting to love and develop my social circle and the relationships that I was developing. Mm -hmm. You know, prior to meeting you ladies, I really didn't have like a super consistent LA group of friends. Like I always had like kind of one-off friends I'd hang out with separately, but never like a consistent group that lived close to where I lived. Um, So I think back to that time and I think in terms of like professionally, I was just focused on trying to continue growing as a UX designer. I feel like I was like, oh, I finally found the path that works. And now I just, you know, dig my heels in and work. And in terms of my personal life, I I started just, I think because I had achieved this level of stability, I was focused so much on like preserving my financial nest and really being responsible with my finances. But also like celebrating the fact that I was like a single independent woman, 32, you're like a little bit more confident in yourself and you have the resources. And I was just like, live in life, but generally as a pretty risk averse person focused on keeping things stable. And now when I think five years later, I am now running my own business with two amazing friends. And anyone can tell you that when you work for yourself, it can be incredibly rewarding, but also incredibly um, risky. (laughs) It's the complete opposite. Um, I am no longer in downtown and living that kind of like metropolitan young lifestyle. I'm living in a very calm suburban neighborhood, which is literally like the, there's like a forest in my backyard. (laughs) Um, And instead of nights out at the bars, I'm taking day walks around the streets and, you know, going on like strolls. I feel like my aspirations are really like focused on continuing to grow ABG. And professionally, my focus has completely shifted. Um, like I had shared earlier, I had never imagined that the work that I do could also be something that I found personally meaningful. So now my goal is really, I feel like it's kind of like two birds with one stone when what is good for ABG and growing us as a community and as a business also very much directly impacts my sense of feeling of fulfillment and personal growth. 
Yeah, and I think that now I'm really just focused on trying to figure out how to do this for as long as I can in some format, knowing that things will evolve. And in terms of my personal life, um, you know, my focus has turned from this independent, like being financially stable, take care of myself. And now I'm really actively looking to build a family. And I, I know I've been focusing on that for a while, but I think that five years later where I am with that is that I'm actively dating and having more substantial interactions and um uh, like considerations for a serious life partner. And I've taken the course of action needed to kind of also buy myself more time by freezing my eggs. So I think just, yeah, my lifestyle has flipped so much from this like single independent metropolitan loving person uh, who is focused on, you know, like your, your good tech stable job <laughs> to now being like, you know, doing things in a very, I guess, alternative fashion and a lot more at peace. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's quite different. <laughs> I think if we were us listening to this, say, five, ten years ago, we might have been like, oh, that sounds so boring. Yeah. And when I hear yeah. this now, I'm like, oh, I love this. Yeah. Like, this is where we need to be. This is where the peace is, y'all. Seriously. No, I love that. Thank you for, for sharing with us, Jay. And I think you're like literally setting yourself up for that suburban, like, family yeah. life and got your eggs frozen. Like, I'm, I'm just... Mm. I am very excited for what the next year will bring for you. Oh, mm-hmm. Thank you. I can't wait for the updates. We'll from see. Listen to us too. <laughs> uh-huh. um, okay. Well, you know that question that asks if you could tell your past self one thing, what would it be? I totally get it because we gain wisdom through experience over the passing of time. But I think we also have enough clarity and knowing to offer advice to our future selves too. So. What's your message to Mel, Janet, Helen, myself, five years into the future? Oh, I'll be honest and say, and say when I first read this question, I thought it was like giving advice to your past self. And I was like, oh, no, 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 it's future self. Okay, I'm going to, this is what I wrote. I said, continue to focus on your values. Treat yourself with love. Go easy on yourself. Make time for activities that make you grow. Try to stop comparing yourself to others. Do you have your own things that make you, you? And continue to surround yourself with people that remind you of who you are and bring out the best in you. Learn to say no to things you don't truly want to do and don't do things because you feel bad or feel guilty. Totally speaking to my, my current self right now. Um, also remember you're deserving of the love you're receiving and know that this is the next chapter and season for you. Lastly, continue to take those leaps of faith and continue to trust your gut. It's been right since day one. So those are some... Ooh, I got tingles those are some in the last line. Love that. <laughs> those are some last... Those are some words. Like, all right, Mel, 35 years from now. Yeah. Trust your gut. It's interesting. I see a lot of the, the things that you would tell yourself um, are things that you've been focusing on currently and have... Or like have figured out by now that are these are the things that are really important to you. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There, I think we're expand on this more, but I do feel, I, I say this in my other thing, but I think hearing Janet, you talk about your, where you are right now and your values. I, I do feel like this is, we're entering a new chapter, like ABG, mm-hmm. the three of us. And I am very excited, um, you know, to see. But anyways, all right, Janet, what did you, what did you yeah. say to yourself? Oh my God. So five years from now, I'm going to be in my, early 40s (laughs) that is kind of hot 
Yes. It was, I used to be scared to think about it, but as I get closer to it, I just hear more and more really good things from mm. women about the 40s. Um, and mm-hmm. Mel, to your point about it being kind of a different phase, and for me particularly because I want to start a family, and if I do that, it will be as like an older person. Um, I imagine then in five years that I will, you know, have a husband and maybe a kid or two, which means that I'm going to have a lot more on my plate. And the one thing that I want to make sure that future Janet keeps in mind is to remember filling up your own glass first. Helen, I know you had talked about this early on in this episode, and I think too easily women in general particularly Asian American women, whatever it is, like we have a tendency to really prioritize everyone else but ourselves. And when you are a single person, you have the luxury of that kind of being okay, right? Um, or not kind of impacting your your personal uh, wellness. But I think when you start to add in so many other parties in the mix, it can be really challenging to actually practice what you preach. And I, I, see, I foresee myself being tempted and tested to put others especially those that I love because I will see them as directly impacting my own happiness. Um, but I have to keep remembering that if I've learned things from the past, it's that, you know, when I'm not well, I can't give anything to other people. So I want to make sure future Janet, if you're listening to this. Remember, are you filling up your own glass first? Yes. Yeah. What kind of liquid, what kind of liquids in that glass? <laughs> what kind of liquids? Kombucha. All types of liquids. <laughs> sometimes it's oh. coffee. Sometimes it's water. Sometimes it's, you know, wine. I don't know. Fill it mm. up with whatever you need. <laughs> Love that. Yes. Um, okay. So for myself, five years from now, Helen, I would say keep staying true to yourself. I would say believe in yourself, in all your mistakes, flaws, weirdness, intricacies. There is no one else like you out there and no one else you need to be. Make sure that what you're doing, the time and energy that you're spending always aligns with your values. Stay true to those because right now or five years ago or right now, you know, that's that's what's making you truly happy. So continue to do that. I'll also have an almost six year old by then, which is oh my crazy, God, that's crazy to think about. Always find time for yourself, your husband and your friends. Mm. those are the things that five years from now if i can align with i would be i think i'd be pretty happy Mm. Okay, so for this next section, let's talk about the future. We're each at an interesting point in our lives because there are some life stage changes that we've already begun or are anticipating. Considering what you'd like your life to include in the upcoming years, how do you envision ABG and your life evolving in compatible ways? It could be about family, love, remote work if you plan to relocate, whatever it might be for you. I hate to admit that I love talking about the future because I try to be, I want to be more present, but this is very exciting. Um, I think like I mentioned earlier, I do think we're hitting a new chapter, five years with ABG, but I truly feel like the three of us, things are going to happen and like things are like, they're going to change in the next few years. And I remember we were having dinner at Helen Phil's and I was like talking about something and I was like sharing concern and Phil said to me, he was like, a lot can change in four years, Mel. And I was like, honestly, a lot can change. And I feel like with ABG in my personal life, 
I envision that we're going to try to find or maintain a place where we are, or where we all three of us in our company is operating with this sense of balance of work and personal life. Because I think as we continue, we're going to be expanding our families. And I think um, three of the three of us will probably, that is our goal in the next, what, five years. So I feel that it's going to be a lot of like changes on how we operate and how much time you want to spend on, you know, both things. I wouldn't be surprised if we continue with remote work because it kind of works with our lifestyle. I don't know. I just, I think we're just learning new ways to operate. I feel like I have a very strong feeling marriage and expanding the family is going to be even more emphasized in the next couple of years. And I'm very curious and excited on how that's going to play out for the three of us individually and as a company. That's a that's a really good point that you make is that particularly if all goes to desires or plans or where the trajectory is that the three of us will be, you know, dealing with uh, our own families. And the exciting thing to me about it just kind of being what we do being led by the three of us is that we control what the values and what the priorities are, right? So if we all really do prioritize our loved ones in a certain way of, um, of, of, of work-life balance or of value focus or whatever it is, that we'll have the flexibility to, to change with that. When I think about the upcoming years, um, I just, I envision that, you know, we'll continue creating and fostering the ABG community even as we enter these different life stages of marriage, starting family, potentially since abroad. I think from the beginning, a lot of why people are drawn to us is because we experience the life stages that are um, that they are going to experience or are currently experienced or have experienced. And so as big things happen in my life, I personally would like to continue sharing it. And I think the biggest example of that for me, of understanding how valuable that is, came through this like egg freezing experience um, because it is such a personal thing to share. But the fact that I did it made the experience of going through it so much more meaningful and less lonely for me. So I kind of like, okay, well then any other big things that happen in my life, I kind of see now the value of being able to share that with our community. Um, and personally, I know that I'm planning to be in Southern California, like somewhere in the LAOC area for the rest of my life. That sounds kind of dark, but <laughs> or for, for the rest of my like short, my, mm-hmm. my family life. I don't know what happens when I become a grandma, if that happens or whatever. Um, but I, I would be open to spending a couple of months in different cities and maybe, you know, like with my partner before kids. Um, and if that happens, it would have to happen, yeah, in the next couple of years. So um, it's, a, it's a little bit of unknowns, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> how about you, Helen? I love it. I can't wait for y'all to join me so we can have play dates with kids. Right now it's like play dates with aunties. But oh my gosh, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Um, you know, we have been having more and more convos about this internally within our team, this question. I feel like, Mel, you've been bringing this up a lot because, like you mentioned, that now that you got a boo, girls thinking ahead. Yeah. And I appreciate that you do think ahead for these things because we are in a unique situation as creators of our own company. The planning power is like totally in our hands, right? Even this past year for me with my pregnancy, a time off, it was very difficult for me to establish a plan of what maternity leave should look like for us when we have these big life transitions and decisions that we're making. 
And it was difficult because we didn't have someone else within our team having set that example for us. Um, like I would always feel very uncomfortable asking for grace in so many ways because I feel like personally I'm just in somewhat of an overachiever and but then like physically and mentally I couldn't take on the same level of work as I did pre-baby and that's just the reality of it and during my transition back onto ABG we had a convo where I told Mel and Janet like Helen pre-baby if you consider that operating at 100% Helen post-baby will only be able to give you max of 75 maybe 80% and obviously that will on average, right? Obviously, on the days or the weeks where we really need to push hard, I can do that, but it's just not my consistent or average that I'll be able to bring up that 100% that I did in the past. And for us, you know, the way that we kind of um, worked around it is that we brought on more team members to cover, you know, the 25% that I could no longer cover. And Mel and Janet also stepped up very much so um, in those ways. But I realized that my work has to shift and evolve with me or with anyone that is going through big personal life decisions. And as I mentioned to you ladies, like I'd rather not overpromise that I'm back 100%, which I think we as women are guilty of doing because we want to show that we can do it all, you know, but it's a recipe for setting yourself up for failure and putting other people in an uncomfortable position of asking you to step up because you said you could. So I think being transparent with your needs is very important during these life transitions that you're going through. And I am very lucky to have Mel and Janet to be as compassionate and understanding of the people that they are. Um, But to answer this question quickly, I would love to continue growing my family in the coming years, um, like you ladies as well. And I envision that it'd be similar to what I've done this past year with setting boundaries and evolving my work to fit my needs. I think what's cool and unique about our line of work, and this is something that you mentioned also, Janet, is that any life experience that we go through actually contributes back to the podcast. Like for me, with my mini show, Spill the Baby Tea, where I talk about all things motherhood and parenthood, I couldn't have done that without having a baby. And then same for you ladies, like Mel with your dating (laughs) stories that people love, and Janet with your egg freezing, like any life experience we go through everything is content like it's like it'll only enhance our podcast and i think that's how abg will also continue evolving with us and with you out there as our listeners as well so it it sounds like a scary question to ask for big life decisions what is going to happen with abg but i only think that it's going to enhance our company and us as people um, to be more compassionate people for others out there Mm. I have so much to say to this. Because I also would, I want to add to that is that I think for me, maybe I sometimes I feel like I operate kind of like our listeners because I am the youngest amongst the trio, but I get to see you both go through these big changes and I get to kind of, I think in some ways we get a lot of emails and messages saying like, oh, like I feel like you guys are kind of showing me what's ahead of me. And for me as a youngest, even seeing you both go through like starting a baby and like, even like I called Jana, I was like, I think I'm getting baby fever. Like, I think it's actually finally hitting me. And even entering my 30s and stuff. So I feel like watching you go through this, I feel very at ease in some ways because I can see what's ahead of me. Um, So I really appreciate that. Our next question that we are going to address is, are there any projects you're excited for? Oh my God. I I actually feel like I'm... The more I'm the most excited now than um, I've been in probably the last like year. Um, I mean, I I don't. We just have so much 
coming up. Um, Mostly, I'm super excited for more in-person events. We have our happy hour meetup that's coming up, which I cannot wait to be able to reunite with our LA listeners and LA community. Um, Once we have our book published, uh, Lucky Cat, there's going to be promotional events. There will be bookstore visits, book readings. I can't wait for for the opportunity to interact with our community. Um, And as for... Another thing I'm really excited about, I really honestly love what we do. Like, I think whether you want to call it content creation or storytelling or whatever it is, and I would love for us to continue evolving in that form. And that means, you know, not only keeping the main pod the way it is, but elevating it, which we plan to do with, you know, maybe exploring video soon um, of creating the additional shows like our mini shows. I just want us to I want to see us continue to do that and find different ways to to share. Yes, all of, all of the above, all of the above. I love all of that, and I'm excited for all of those, too. I think what I'm most excited for in the more immediate future is the Lucky Cat, or the launch of our children's book. It is a whole new world that we're diving into, and yeah. we're doing that five years into ABG. So it's one of those things where it's like the opportunity presented itself, and we're attacking it full on. And it's another form of storytelling, like you were saying, Jay, that I think it's a really good way to reach a different audience and i am in love with our book anyone out there listening right now you can just search lucky cat asian boss girl you will find it it is an incredible story about family the immigrant experience grit perseverance and it's just such a good story a message to share with kids so please support us <laughs> not to uh, not to drop this in there right now please support us by ordering a ordering a copy and you can pick it up in stores very soon, too. So yes. exciting, exciting announcements ahead. Yes. Yes. How about for you, Mel? I also want to share, so as you guys are both expressing your projects that you're excited for, I took a look at our calendar. So by the time this episode comes out, Lucky Cat will be available. And the event would, have, the event would already just happen when we get to meet our LA listeners after like four or five years. So this is very exciting. Um, for me... I'm actually very excited and curious to see how our mini shows do. Um, we're still very early on, uh, but it feels like on a, like a strategic level, it feels good knowing that they're performing on par with our regular show on Thursdays. And I'm just really proud of the three of us individually for leading our own shows because I will say we haven't done a new show ever and like since five years and there's also this sense of security because when we do recordings there's always at least one of us on so it's like we have that like like oh if anything goes goes weird i have you regardless right but this these shows i i, I just really enjoy listening to them because i'm experiencing your episodes as a new listener and it's really fun for me to like hear what you guys are both going through and learn a lot along the way because it feels like fresh and new to me so I I I really enjoy it we have another project that is we've been talking about for like I don't know like two years a year but it's finally seeing some movement which I'm very excited for which personally for me aligns with a personal interest of mine but I won't say too much unless we like finalize it but there is something I'm very excited about but TBD. TBD. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So those are some of the upcoming projects that we're excited about. When we look into the future of our company, what is it that uh, you ladies want to accomplish? I heard or read somewhere that the first five years of a company is is hard. Those are the survival years and two thirds of startups fail within the first five years. But the five years following are the hardest 
because you have your systems in place, you have your company ethos, you have the necessary team members in place, you're becoming a well-oiled machine, but then it's like, what's next? What are the big things you're trying to achieve? I think for us, we have so many directions we can still go, but at the end of the day, I hope that as a company through whatever platform it is that we find and feel comfortable with, whether it's growing the podcast, potentially growing a podcasting network, getting into the book space, whatever platform we're physically evolving into, I, I hope that we continue sharing our stories and building confidence in the next generation of Asian American women. Mm-hmm. That's what's been at the core of ABG since the beginning, using our voice to continue empowering other ABGs and ABBs to use theirs. And if we can continue doing that through whatever means it might be, that's what I would like for us to accomplish as a company. It's hard to pinpoint one thing, but I'm yeah. giving more of a general answer here. Damn, that was a great answer. <laughs> I pinpointed some things. <laughs> oh, I would love to hear what you pinpointed. Okay. Where's your pin? I'm throwing it out right now. Okay. But I have, <laughs> I was just like literally thinking in my head, like if I had to list out just some like goals, like tangible goals, I think it'd be cool with the, our children's book or potential future books we ever are luckily are lucky to be a part of is, you know, I am an overachiever and I'm very proud of our children's book and the story. But making the New York Times bestseller for me would be like a freaking gold star. Because I want to be like, I I just want to feel like, oh, wow, our story means something. It's good. So that's a tangible goal. And also, I feel as Asian American creators and as now authors, there's not a lot of Asian American authors on the New York Times bestseller list. So I'm like, can we, can we, are we able to hit that goal? That's something I'm wondering. Second thing, you know, I think it kind of relates to operations and like, you know, it's been five years in. But I think for us to continue to operate as a successful startup or whatever company is I want to be, I want us to be able to hit our financial goals every year. And I know that's going to be, it's going to vary depending on the year, but I think that would be really great. Um, another thing I would love us to do is it's kind of funny how the last question is like, what are projects you're excited for? I think in some ways we're very fortunate that sometimes what if it's manifestation and maybe it's timing or the saying that the the things that are meant for you won't pass you by. But I'm hoping projects that we don't know or are aware of are going to come to us. Or maybe we seek them or they come to us because we're meant to be for those projects. And so a project I would love to have down the, in, like, in the future is, can we step into another medium, whether that's film or TV, within our stories for ABG? And the last thing I would say that I really, really, really hope we hold on to as we continue to grow is I hope we continue to be a company that our team feels very proud of to be a part of and that we take care of our team and that they are happy and fulfilled and satisfied because I do think we are not able to get to where we are without our team members and their well-being and their their happiness really is a value of mine. Wow. Those are that list was pretty fucking ambitious and amazing. <laughs> if we can check those off, you know, in the in the future of the like the next 5 10 years, I would be so happy. Um, no, and I loved that we had the diff- we had. I love that Helen, you shared something that is like a core mission mm-hmm. statement, and you're open to how it happens. And Mel had very specific goals, and I was like, yes, both of those things. Let's do that. Um, for me, when I thought about this question, the first thing that came to my mind, uh, as I shared previously, like I love the 
in-person interactions with our with our community um and i think maybe in person is just the way that i get it it's just the most visceral but the essence of that is just deepening our connection and our relationship with the community and with listeners and i would love to see us as a company figure out how to evolve that and deepen Mm -hmm. that and grow that i don't know like a maybe a physical tour. I don't There's like to, so many ways that you could creatively go about doing that. But I think that that is so core to what we do and what is so core to what feeds me mm. in, in, in feeling like that it, this is like a good and amazing thing is that component. And I want to grow that. Um, and I also think like we've shared, you know, that our lives and the content that we create are the essence of like what we do and what in the value that we provide. And I would love to see us as a company um, really solidify that. And I know we've just started on the new mini shows. We've started, we're kind of evolving, but getting things to a place where it becomes more operational and like it's like set and a staple, um, that will be, that would be amazing. Oh, I like all these goals. <laughs> Stick let's around listen to this. Yes, listen to, <laughs> let's listen to this. And how many years are we giving ourselves? Three? Five, five years? Three to five? Three, three. to five. Three five. to five. Uh, let's say two. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what are some... Just kidding. Three. Okay. What are some personal projects or interests that you're looking forward to delving into? Personal projects. Mm. You know, it's really weird. I feel like typically I'm always seeking some type of like outside creative fulfillment. But I don't feel like I'm seeking that right now anymore. I feel maybe I'm just so fulfilled that I don't... I don't need that currently. Wow. It's just so weird. Wow. It's weird. I don't know. I think just overall, like, I think that's why I feel a shift happening in my life is the things I'm seeking are kind of changing. Um, so personal projects, I don't really have one. I, I think I just enjoy living life right now. That's truly what it is and experiencing new things. Mm. I'm definitely like, I'll be honest, like being in a relationship is something I really enjoy experiencing. <gasps> Did you just say being in a relationship? <laughs> Sorry, I could not let that escape oh. and just let it happen with that. Oh. I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, is that an actual update? I, no, like I, I oh, oh, okay. I just okay. think I, being in a in maybe? a maybe. <laughs> What's, what's what's a relationship but like almost a relationship it's a partnership okay. yeah but it, like us abg partnership llc yes sure but not like a business ter- i definitely feel like it's anyways uh it's getting <laughs> Sorry, there it's getting dude. there it's getting there it's, yes, yeah. yes, yes okay love it yeah um fuck <laughs> I think that's what you're saying, like being present in the moment. Yeah. Actually, I was like, that's a really powerful answer, Mel. Mm-hmm. That's like a, being able to say that you are so satisfied that you don't really have things that you're looking for right now is, yeah. that's like, you, it's great. You know what it is too? It's just like, I think before not being in this partnership, for, not having a partner, I definitely feel like you're just focused on yourself, independence, what are some hobbies mm-hmm. and all these things. And I still have those moments, but I've always wanted to experience having a partner and all those things. So I'm just living it now. So for me, it's like mm. I have a great I have a great company I work for. I have really great friends and I feel really happy on the other stuff. So I'm just like, you know, I'm just living my life right now. I'm feeling the things that bring me happiness and peace that are just very simple. Like, and I was going to say, like, interest you're looking forward to delving into. Honestly, like, I don't know this is an interest, but... I've been really enjoying just on the weekends cleaning my house and my apartment and putting cartoons on 
it just makes me feel very good because it's productive oh. and it's peaceful. Um, and just, you know, I think also just finding, discovering new things is one thing I'm learning. Like just discovery is what I'm personally doing. There's not a creative project, but just little things like discovering like a library. Like I like that. God, I, mm. oh my God, my 20 year old self would be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, Janet, your turn. Wow. Okay. How do I follow that? <laughs> my personal projects. Um, I mean, I guess it's the same one that I've been talking about forever, but I would say I'm making progress on it. Uh, and progress, obviously, is not always linear. But um, but for me, the biggest personal project is finding my person and my partner and starting my family, which, um, as I've learned over the course of the last couple of years, is not fully within my control, but I can only do as much as I can do. Um, so that is where I'm focusing a lot of my time right now. And in addition to that, um, when it comes to the mini shows, um, this is actually really meaningful for me. And I, I think it's because I've been wanting to do like additional shows for a while. And then specifically, I've been really looking for ways to deepen my personal interest and practice in uh, whether you want to call it wellness or, or whatever that might be. But um, being able to dig into that has been incredible and I'm excited to continue figuring out what it means to me, like what that project means to me, how I'm going to change my definition of what it means to live well, um, how my practices will evolve and like the new things that I'll be able to learn as a part of, you know, creating that show. So those are my two things. Find my husband and um, figure him and further self-development and personal creative project. <laughs> well, I'm excited for when you give us huge updates. <laughs> Same. I'll see. I wonder mm. if people will get that reference. <laughs> oh, I just, I don't know if Mel I just, did. In, in the way, Mel just got it. <laughs> like, huge, huh? What? <laughs> inside, inside jokes that maybe you all will hear at some point yeah. or understand at some point. Um, amazing. Yes. I love those. Those are, those are both really good goals and I feel like especially for you Mel hearing yours I feel your answer I thought would always be like travel Mm. travel was your number one anytime this question was asked and it was it's almost like refreshing to hear that you're just like oh I'm just happy where I am right now maybe travel you know it's it's obviously still an interest but right now it's like you're just happy being present Mm. that's growth that's change that is yeah something to just kind of sit on and and recognize that for yourself too Mm. I think that's really cool yeah, and Janet, you're you're making huge strides towards <laughs> yours, so I'm excited for you. Um, for me, personal projects, interests, I don't know. I feel like right now it's just focusing on family at the moment, like not missing out on these early years with my baby. He's already getting so big so fast, and everyone always, everyone tells you, it's like it goes by too fast. Don't let the moment slip by. So personally, I've taken that to heart. I'm like, I hear y'all out there. I hear it. I'm present. I'm here. And I just want to be as present as possible. Mm -hmm. And even in moments where you know, it's like you're up so late in the night and you're just like constantly holding, rocking, and you know, falling asleep with them. I, I remember like newborn phase. I was very 
almost like, oh, I wish I could be more productive with my time or how come this is taking so long? And I'd be like kind of sad about it. And I think it's a weird mix of postpartum depression and just so much change happening so fast. But now that I'm nine months in, it's like, I don't mind those moments unless I'm like hella tired, Mm -hmm. but I don't mind those moments that I once saw as like an inconvenience. And it's because even holding him now, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're lengthening. You're so long now. Like he's like kicking me on my shoulder. I'm like, how's your feet reaching my shoulder already? So I think I just want to be as present as possible for all the good times, even the quote unquote bad. Um, Cause I just know that it's not going to last forever. Mm. So that's what Aww. I am personally trying to be more present with during this time. Oh, yeah. He's so cute. He's the fucking best. <laughs> you, always, you always say that, but he is he is so precious. Yeah. He is. Precious. I love him. I know. I know. You both are like the best aunties. Seriously. Oh. Well, our last question to wrap this episode up is, do you guys have any last comments on like, you know, why you feel personal growth and making time to nurture your own interest um, is so important to you, you know, as we continue to build ABG and work our way up into, you know, what our future can be for our company? I think especially this past year in um, in the episodes that we've put out, we've seen that a big part of what really draws and, and deeply engages our listeners is us us sharing our very personal stories, our dynamic with each other. And if that is the thing that people are drawn to, it's really important that we continue to foster that. And there's no way that we can continue to be a good um, trio if we're not individually Mm. good and individually growing, individually being challenged, individually being supported. So um, I think it's just so, it's just, It's kind of cool, though, that our job, I mean, I guess really any person's job is dependent on you being good to yourself, too, and being well self-developed, but ours even more so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the through line of what we've been hearing in this episode is how important it is to invest time in yourself, to avoid burnout, to feel whole, to feel fulfilled. It takes work and it takes personal work to show up as your best self. And only when you show up as your best self can you be present and give your all to the work that you do. So um, this being part of ABG has definitely been like a 180 from my past job where it's like work on yourself in private and just show up to work as Helen in work mode and I realized that that is actually really hard to do like being able to talk to your co-workers and share what you're going to without feeling like you're going to have some repercussions in the future that's so important mm. and for us to be able to do that here I think is such a, a, a valuable thing that we have going on and the fact that we can support each other through all of it too is so so special mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah man I you guys both say it. You guys both said really great things, and I just can only reflect on how there's so many times even in my personal life where I felt kind of conflicted. But you both have been very great of being so empathetic towards me and just making sure and make sure I'm okay and giving me tools, literally tools that I use today to make sure I'm I'm mentally okay. Um, and I love that you both also emphasize, and I do think we try to we do this we do this pretty well. Is that like you guys both said, like we got to make sure we're mentally good. That way we could show up 
for our team and for our company. So yes, I'm a big believer in needing to set foundational self-work to balance out the work work. Um, I also believe you need to make sure you're fulfilled personally so that you're happy at your job. You know, your job isn't everything. You know, it's part of who you are, but making sure all the other aspects of your life, you are hitting that fulfillment level to some degree. And also, I think the last thing I would say is that, you know, these interests or things that you value with your time, they're going to change as you change and evolve yourself, as I'm seeing for myself in year five. So make sure you set intentional time to do the work and check in with yourself mentally and to reevaluate your values. Like I always think about Helen's value practice or value activity that has literally helped me so much in my transitional period that I think it's something I want to do like every three, every few years just to make sure that it's, it, as it has a change and if it's changed, am I doing the right mm-hmm. activities to fulfill my value? So that's something I would really mm-hmm. want to do and encourage our listeners to do too. So yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today as we reflect upon and celebrate five years of Asian Boss Girl. Crazy to think that has been five years already. It feels like such a big win for us, and it's a win we loved sharing with you, our listeners. So whether you're new here or been with us since day one, we appreciate you so, so much. Thank you for tuning in today. Yes, seriously. I can also say from personal experience, having had the chance to meet our listeners in Toronto, New York, LA, and even Taiwan, Janet met people in London, Helen met people in Singapore, that you all are beautiful inside and out. You guys are so thoughtful, reflective, open, and so loving. This community is here because of all of you. Yes, our AVG community is literally the best. I know everyone says that about their listeners or their group, but I just, I am always blown away. And it's literally, you are the reason why I smile and why I feel good about what we're, we're doing, which is why we always love meeting you all in real life to the next five years, I guess. Um, and I, I'm personally just, I feel constantly um like in awe that this is something that we get to do and i can't wait to continue doing this with you ladies and with our whole team yeah if you don't already please follow us on spotify subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review and share this episode with your friends you can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asian boss girl slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at Asian Boss Girl. Before we end today, we want to let you all know that we've started new mini podcast shows that now release every Tuesday. Tune in to K-Dreaming with Mel, Living Well with Janet, and Spill the Baby Tea with Helen. Each week, we'll release a new episode from one of the shows right here on the Asian Boss Girl feed. So be sure to tune in to us on Tuesdays and Thursdays from now on. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. All right. And with that, we'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.